Hawaii athletes, you know, it's just, I think it's it's the toughness, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's the toughness. And then when um, you mix that with some speed, yeah. you know, and, and like, like we talked about the training, mm-hmm. you know, when we were in high school, we weren't introduced to a lot of the explosive training cleans and speed work right Mm -hmm. but now when you kick that in and where hawaii's at now and look at what these athletes are you know because that's where we were always behind i felt like is the speed right you would have to go college and that's why we didn't see a lot of skills coming out probably Uh back then Mm -hmm. is because we were behind in the i feel like the training Mm -hmm. with the speed work so and now where these hawaii athletes are you know, we're incorporating that and we're doing it now. Mm-hmm. It's like we're putting us on a speed level, yes. you know, where we're a little ahead and it's, and, it's, and it's helping kids go places and play right away, right? Uh-huh. And then when you mix that with the toughness like we talked about and just, you know, and with that, and I think that really puts us, you know, ahead of the game yes. in some areas, right? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back, everyone, to the HNL Movement Podcast. Thank you again for joining me for another episode. For any new listeners here, I welcome you. You're in the right place. This is all about tools, strategies, and resources to help you elevate your performance. If you haven't had a chance to check out all of the library of previous episodes, some great guest conversations, great solo episodes, all geared to support you along your fitness journey. And for all of the returning listeners, I thank you so much again for joining me for another episode. Everyone out there, if you're enjoying these episodes, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast to help with the growth of the podcast. Share these episodes with family and friends. It would really mean a lot to me, and I would love to hear any feedback that anyone has out there. Also, stay tuned and check out my YouTube channel. I'm just starting to get it rolling, but a lot of new content is coming out very soon. And we're working on a lot more content to help everyone with exercise, nutrition, performance training. So stay tuned for that. Search H&L Movement on YouTube, subscribe, and also help to spread the word with my YouTube channel as well. Today, I have a very exciting episode. Very great guest to sit down and talk with, catch up a little bit. And we have no other than Maya Ostrowski. He's a graduate of Punahou School. And he went on to play both football and basketball at the University of Hawaii. For a lot of the local fans out there, the name needs no introduction. We saw all of the great things that he did on the field and the court. Maya has a lot of great things to share, some of his experiences, a lot of the obstacles and the good times, good memories of being a dual sport collegiate division one athlete. Stay tuned for the end. We also talk about how Maya is paying all of this forward. He loves coaching and just supporting all of these athletes as they're growing, not only as athletes, but growing as people in life too. It was great to catch up and sit down with Maya. Without saying anything more, let's jump straight into this episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the H&L Movement Podcast. I'm excited for this episode. We have one of the one of the decorated UH athletes out of Punahou School. We have Maya Ostrowski here. But thanks so much for joining me, Maya. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Yeah, so we were just talking about this right before we started recording, but... For me, I didn't realize that it's been that long since you graduated. To me, it seems only like a few years past, but it was <laughs> 2012, right? It was your senior year. Yeah, 2012. Yeah, and most people know you that, you know, you played dual sport athlete, right? Played football and mm-hmm. basketball at UH and did a lot of great things there. But before we get into all of that, let's talk about your childhood. You're very athletic. You're one of the <clears throat> few people that I know that played two sports in college but what was your childhood like growing up and were you always around all these different sports and what was that like uh, my childhood was um i had a great childhood you know i grew up in kahalu and uh, there's a real um a lot of kids in the community and we had a park right next to my house so you know every day after school was always at the you know at the park and we're always playing either running around, playing, you know, tag, kickball or basketball and stuff like that. So I guess, you know, 
when you're always playing, you're actually working on your athleticism, yeah? So, but my childhood was, I had a great childhood and I was lucky to grow up there. When, when did you start playing or participating in organized sports? Um, when I was young, mm-hmm. uh, about, I think, seven or eight, you know, Mano- yeah. the Manoa Basketball League was my first league I ever mm-hmm. was a part of. And uh, we would make the journey from Kahalu just to go, you know, play in town. And it was a great league and it was competitive and it was, you know, well organized. So that was my first league that I was a part of. So when, when did you find um, basketball? Was it that was your first experience or you were playing around at the parks before that? Yeah, basketball was my, you know, my first, my dad played basketball in high school and so did my uncles. And mm-hmm. so he had a love for the game and he always put a ball in my hand, you know, even before I could probably <laughs> really shoot it or do anything with it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's crazy to think that, you know, you got exposed to all of this and then playing around when you're a child. I mean, that really shapes your future, too. Mm-hmm. When you were playing basketball, was that kind of like your main passion or your main sport growing up? Or yeah, basketball. The- yeah, that was the only thing I really I played, you know, until I got, got into uh, Punahou and okay. uh, Coach Cully, who was our AD mm-hmm. and also the football coach. Uh-huh. You know, he really pushed me to come out and play football at, at Intermediate. Okay, so that's my yeah. that's my question. Is that did you play any other sports besides basketball growing no, up? No, that was so just, just basketball. basketball. Yeah, pretty much year round playing yeah. in all the leagues and everything. Yeah, and you never played football until intermediate football. Yeah, eighth grade. Got it. Yeah, eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was that transition like for you? Because you know now you're going. I mean, basketball is a contact sport, but now yeah. football, it's a collision sport. You know, like yeah. you're colliding with people, full contact. What was that like for you when you got into football? Oh, it was tough. You know, it was a different world. You know, you're dealing with different types of kids, you know, linebackers, defensive guys, you know, kids that like to hit. You know, it's not basketball where, you know, certain contact isn't allowed, you know. So it was definitely took some time to get used to. During tryouts, you know, I was doing great with no pads, no helmet. But the minute we got the pads and helmets, you know, the whole game changed. So it took some time to get used to, definitely, and... I was just fortunate enough to have coaches who helped helped me, you know, and uh-huh. and friends and who've yeah. played before me and helped me push through, helped me put my pads on, thighs, knees, uh-huh. you know. Back then we had the uh, the butt pads and the hips too, you know. So yeah. there's a lot that went into it, but mm-hmm. yeah, thankful for everyone that helped me along the way. Did you fall in love with football immediately, or what was it? Was it there? Was there some? growing pains with football yeah basketball definitely you know because I just had this whole mindset where basketball was the thing that Mm -hmm. was meant for me and what I wanted to do so you know it's hard for me to really buy in Mm -hmm. to uh to loving the game I had a great time playing it and a lot of my friends you know were playing it too and that's kind of what made me love the game is Mm -hmm. being out there with my friends and then creating great memories and always coming back the next season you know yeah because I really wasn't planning on going all the way through, you know. I thought I was going to maybe go junior year or sophomore or, you know, Mm -hmm. and just my senior year probably focus on basketball. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it was my friends that got me to stay committed to it. And it actually worked out, you know, for me in the end, you know. (laughs) It did work out, yeah, great for you in the end. So what positions did you play growing up basketball? Were you always a guard? Yeah, I was always the guard. Uh I would say guard, you know. Yeah. And then what about for football? Football was always a receiver. Always receiver. Yeah. Okay. So I you played found some DB and intermediate, but it was really strictly receiver. More receiver. Yeah. So you found your positions early on, and I mean, explain that a little bit. Like, what was the competition like growing up? What were, what were some of your, I guess, goals and aspirations when you were growing up? Was it always like, hey, maybe I can play in the college at the college level, or was it just something that no, you're just focusing, you know, in the moment? Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to. You know, I'd always have dreams about, you know, of course, everyone making it to the NBA or mm-hmm. playing college and watching, um, you know, UH on TV all the time and even just, you know, wanting to play for your home state. You know, those are kind of like the things that I thought about and uh-huh. or the teams that I liked, you know, like Kentucky when I was growing up, yeah. you know, but yeah, I was definitely a, one of my dreams was UH was my favorite. So, mm-hmm. but you know, I dealt with a lot of like, hmm, you know, because you don't see too many local athletes make it back then or make it for college basketball or even football, you know. Mostly a lot of linemen would go mm-hmm. when I was growing up or from the generations before. It's because of the recruiting, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of have those doubts of like, hey, maybe I'm too small or, you know, maybe, uh, 
not fast enough or things like that. But, you know, I always competed no matter what, and I always wanted to win. So that's what, you know, always made me step up to those stages. And then every time I'm on that stage, I just try to do my best. And little did I know, you know, I could compete at the Division One level. Yes. There's so many great things you said there. Let's let's talk about one question that I always have for the athletes is that were you always did you have an early growth spurt? Were you always this size through like from early on? Or were you somebody that, you know, had to kind of grow into your frame and especially for football, right? Mm-hmm. Was that something that was challenging for you? Um, yeah, I was always, you know, I wasn't always one of the taller ones, uh-huh. you know, but I kinda grew at that that level, you know. Yeah. Being um, smaller was definitely had its... Well, in basketball, it wasn't so bad, you know, because the height out here is yeah. not very... It's not like the mainland, you know. Mm-hmm. But for football, I was lucky that the game kind of changed when it was my time, you know, where we sh- went out to more of a four-wide type of spread, spread systems, offense, yeah. you know. And I was lucky to have Coach Khan, and that was kind of what he ran, you know. He ran like a run-and-shoot, like uh-huh. UH. So it kind of fit my size, you know, uh-huh. so... But I can imagine um, probably having to be a receiver in a two-wide set and being on the outside and mm-hmm. bigger corners or bump and run situation mm-hmm. type things, right? Mm-hmm. So actually, you know, I could see how my size could have hurt me in some um, systems, but I was lucky to be in ones that fit me. Yeah, Definitely brought out your strengths. Yeah. And speaking about your strengths, you mentioned that, you know, you always wanted to compete kind of stepped up to whatever level that you were playing at, right? Mm-hmm. What are some of the other strengths that you think helped you to excel, you know, in basketball and football? Was it more the mental side? Did you spend a lot of time training in the off seasons or strength and conditioning? What were some of your things that you think helped your performance? I think a little bit of everything, you know, a little bit of everything mixed together, mm-hmm. create something that, you know, could, could benefit you, you know, in certain athletic situations so yeah definitely my experience mm-hmm. the coaches that came before and put the knowledge in me the guys that worked with me you know my trainers at UH uh, strength coaches and you guys in the in the training mm-hmm. room right helping me get my body right because all those things um, help your performance so definitely you know you, you know if you're a little hurt or dinged up that takes away a little bit of what you can do right mm-hmm. so or you know helping get more explosive in the weight room Mm -hmm. you know things like that and just yeah every every little thing adds up for sure especially when you start to you know go up in level right Mm -hmm. when you were in high school and you know training for basketball and football and all of this did you do a lot of other things outside of uh, school sports meaning like camps or showcases or traveling teams was that part of your your high school years uh yeah when we i mean nowadays it's on another level with all this aau ball and things like that in camps and there's camps everywhere right Mm -hmm. um but for me um i actually didn't do anything for football i didn't go to one football camp um i did a lot over the summers for basketball um so there was yeah there was some that were out there on um the west coast Mm -hmm. that i was a part of and i was lucky to have um coach tacone he really helped me he did a, that was my coach at Puno, basketball coach, my first uh, three years there. And um, he had a lot of connections in the mainland, and he kind of helped get me into these or helped put me in the right directions of which camps I should go to, and that really helped. Yeah. It helped with exposure, and it helped you realize what kind of competitions out there, you know, because <laughs> we're from the VHS era, and there was no, you know, internet, I think, you know. Yeah. Not like today where you can see all these clips and highlights of kids, right? Yeah. Or find all this information. The internet's on another level now than it was in... That was probably 2004, three, right? Yes. Five. Yes. So... Yeah, it's yeah. crazy how much recruiting... And I mean, you know, maybe we'll talk about this too. You know, like, you know, NCAA just came out with the, you know, college athletes can benefit yeah. from their name and likeness and all of this. Like, back then... I mean, this is kind of showing a little bit how old we are, but back then we never even had Instagram or all yeah, this kind no. of stuff. And, you know, Twitter, all of this stuff was kind of like, yeah. you know, not non-existent. So how do you get exposure, especially from Hawaii? It was like you physically had to go up to these yeah. camps or know someone that, you know, mm-hmm. is going to get some film on you or yeah. whatever it is to show what you what you can do. On that note, thinking about this, I want to talk about a little bit 
you know, you had a lot of success at Puno in basketball and football, right? Why don't you share a little bit about that? What was your, your years at when you played Vars? Did you play mm-hmm. Vars all four years? Yeah. All for, for basketball, yeah. Basketball. And yeah. then football? Well, it was three years. Three years. Okay, okay so, three, yeah. you know, those years, how did you guys do? Um, what were some of the, the highlights, I guess, of your Puno days? Um, yeah, we, we did well. You know, we, we competed every year. Um, we always uh, gave ourselves a shot at states. I'm talking about basketball, you know. Um, we never, ever got one, but, you know, we always... Put yourself in the mix. Yeah, we always put ourselves in the mix, yeah. you know, and just um, now that I think about it, not winning one, it, it hurts, you know. But, I mean, yeah. some of the highlights was, you know, just just creating, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. uh, friendships and yeah. brothers with your teammates. You know, that's the biggest thing. And, yes. you know, your friends to this day, uh-huh. you know, the winning and stuff was nice, you know. But, yeah, just I guess when you look back is having those relationships. Uh-huh. And then for football was, you know, um, being able to help turn around, I don't want to say turn around the program, mm-hmm. you know, but being a part of uh, uh, taking the program into winning ways. Mm-hmm. It was kind of up and down for a lot of the time. And um, I think we won the first ILH championship mm-hmm. in a while over there. So yep. that was special, you know, yes. to be a part of. But, you know, it's always more than just that one season you know it's the ones before it's the guys you looked up to when you're in intermediate elementary levels that you know battled it out to and so it's always continued from the seasons before so definitely yeah but those are some highlights Mm -hmm. that's a good message for the younger athletes too because you know all the athletes that came before you they kind of paved the way and you're building off of that and that's how you know programs get strong Mm -hmm. or you know you start to like you said, start to get more in the winning ways, winning seasons, and create that culture, right? Yeah, for a and school you definitely pick up on the the school tradition, the school mm-hmm. culture, and the way things are done, you know, and yeah. and you kind of take off from there, and then you keep building it. So yes. it's like I looked up to a lot of the guys that um, played before me in the seniors, you know, when I was just freshmen or when I was in sixth grade, running around the Puno field watching the football game uh-huh. and. Seeing those guys on campus, like, oh, you know, those are football boys, right? So those kind of guys inspired me to one day be out there, which, you know, and my teammates. And then, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. What um, grade did you start at Punahou? Uh, Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. Okay. So then you got to see kind of enough, you know, before you actually played football, played basketball. You got to see a lot of the, you know, the culture, the sports environment and all of that, which definitely helped you. Now, I want to touch on when you went through your Vars years, right? When did you, did something click or did something make you realize, hey, I can play Division One? Was there some kind of either a season or some something that showed you, I want to try to push myself to see where I can play at the highest level? I think uh, competing against the mainland guys, okay. you know, and having success in the, the summers and or the camps. Mm-hmm. That made me realize, like, hey, you know, maybe I can compete on this level. Mm-hmm. So for both basketball and football. Uh, for football, you know, I, I didn't really, I just never thought about football, you okay. know, until uh-huh. until like late, until I really got the UH offer, you okay. know, I was like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. you know, but my whole focus was prim- primarily on basketball, yeah. Okay. So then, when you started competing against these guys, and you got to see, again, you know, like. Other Punahou athletes have said this, you know, like Manti has said this, like you get to really see the real competition out there, mm-hmm. not just the competition in Honolulu, right? Mm-hmm. It's a whole different animal when you have all these different athletes from all over, you know, different skill sets. You're seeing things that maybe you don't see in Hawaii in the mm-hmm. local competition. So you get to kind of the, the bar is set at a little higher level. You get to see, oh, okay, I can actually compete with this, right? Mm-hmm. Now, were you um, getting a lot of recruiting opportunities or offers coming out of, you know, Punahou? What was that experience for you like? You know, it was, it wasn't coming in as, you know, I was getting guys that were maybe sending the letters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, maybe a phone call here or there. Mm-hmm. Small schools, a lot of mid-majors, if anything, mm-hmm. you know, um, or even mid to lower mid-majors. But mm-hmm. I kind of committed on that UH offer okay. before my basketball senior year. Okay. So I'm even at that point it's a little late to see what might have came in, but 
yeah, I really wasn't getting a ton of looks, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was lucky to get that UH one too. Yeah. And I mean, we saw what you did at UH. I mean, you had a great career there. But I think a lot of it too is, like you said, it's hard to compare like in the times, right? Because back then, those offers, I mean, every offer is valuable, right? Mm-hmm. It's someone that's interested in helping you play at the next level right but like you said there wasn't too many opportunities or exposure to actually get in front of some of these bigger schools or mm-hmm. coaches right so it's it was a tough time i would say back oh, in definitely. the 2000s it was like it was probably worse before that for you know oh, yeah. for the, yeah, 90s the 90s or 80s yeah. guys right yeah it's crazy to think how far it's come you know yes. and how how much exposure us on this small island can get nowadays oh, for yeah. younger athletes which is now, awesome though for the yeah. kids so that uh offer you know obviously you took it but what was that like um for you because i mean uh right down the street from punahou mm-hmm. so obviously they can see you play live games they can see footage of you and you know on the news or whatever it is right so what was that like for you how did that how did that present itself and was it something that I guess they were giving you a money call, a good opportunity that you couldn't pass up. Uh, yeah, definitely. That was the the best offer I could imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, Coach Coach Jones, mm-hmm. he offered me um, football scholarship and he wanted me to play basketball. You know, <laughs> he wanted me to play. So it was like awesome, right? You don't really find your coach mm-hmm. who's investing in you wants you to go play another sport where you yeah. could potentially get hurt, right? Yeah. So yeah, so I was very fortunate, and that's part of him being part of the local community for a while and seeing or hearing what's going on maybe in in the sports world in high schools and you know so for him it wasn't like I had to ask like hey can I maybe play basketball it was like he told me which you know which was nice and you know made me feel made me feel in the right position definitely so you got the offer for football first and then I guess they just made it where you'll play both sports right yeah but um yeah that was the plan but then he ended up leaving in yes. my incoming season yes. so we got a new football coach who oh, has yeah. who had no clue or on what was going on in the high school especially for another sport uh-huh. right or uh-huh. so i'm sure in his perspective it was more you know he wants to come in he's got to do a job mm-hmm. And his pieces are probably going to be his pieces. So I didn't even ask. No one told him. And I just focused on football okay. and trying to prove myself to our new coaches. Right? Got it. The time that you arrived at UH was Coach Max's first year? Yeah, it was yeah. his first season. Got it. So that's why you didn't play basketball for the yes. first couple, first two years, yeah? First three years? Three years, yeah. Three years. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So let's talk about this transitioning out of, you know, Punahou, high school football, high school basketball. Mm-hmm. Now you're Division One college football, right? Mm-hmm. What was that transition like for you? Oh, it was a tough one, you know, yeah. because... Football wasn't my natural, you know, sport, and it was something that I really had to work on, right? Because I started it late, so it took me. I was still learning by the time I got out of Punahou, you know, mm-hmm. even just coverage reads and all the basic fundamentals that you know you maybe can pick up along the way when you're younger, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it was tough, you know. It was tough. We had a lot of great, great players, you know. They're coming off the Sugar Bowl years and stuff, so it was. You know, you really had to compete and, you know, prove yourself mm-hmm. and earn your earn your spots, right? Yep. So it was a tough three years. And then, you know, while you're sitting and, you know, you're playing behind great players, mm-hmm. um, you're thinking about, hey, what if I was playing basketball? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I would have just stuck with basketball, did I make the wrong decision? You know, am I going to ever play mm-hmm. here at football? You know, so you fight those battles too. Mm-hmm. But, hey, you know, it's, it's a great learning experience and it, you know, makes you mentally tougher, I guess, in some senses, Definitely. right? And it helps translate into the real world and things you may do later in life. And I'm realizing that now, right? I'm using the traits in what I do now from what I learned in sports. So it's like, you know, I wouldn't go back and change it, you know, but it was definitely tough those three years, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I can really imagine. stay focused and lock in, you know, and yes. keep the course, keep the course. Yeah and almost just trust the process because mm-hmm. you learned a lot of the lessons. So let's touch on that a little bit. What are some of the 
lessons, I guess, that stick with you to this day. You know, and it might help some of the younger athletes too, because you do a lot of coaching, which we'll talk about a little later. But what are some of these lessons that you really take to heart and you even pass it on to the, the athletes that you're coaching, right? That you've learned during those three years of, you know, all these challenges and obstacles and good times too, right? What are some of those lessons that really stick with you? Just, uh, you know, just the, I'm sure a lot of the kids hear it a lot of the times, you know, just being committed, you know, staying mentally strong, um, put in the time, you know, uh, working with your teammates and your friends and just all those, just those values that, you know, we hear over and over and we maybe don't like hearing, Mm -hmm. but they really... um, they really matter and they really they really work and help you know yes definitely so along those lines you know you had to be patient you had to work hard and you know do all of these things and you're still developing your game in football mm-hmm. but in those three years what were some of the best memories or best times that you shared with teammates or even for yourself um in those three years yeah just just spending time with um teammates and uh one of those years was my redshirt years, you know, so it's like you can really just focus on um, your relationships with your teammates, I guess. Yeah, and those years was really just, just your, was just all I really had. That was my positives, you know, and mm-hmm. just just waiting your turn when on the, on the field. Mm-hmm. You really find the good times with your friends and your teammates mm-hmm. and um, just enjoying school, you know. Yeah. And then just enjoying, like you said, the process of, putting in the work trying to get somewhere you know trying to make it to the to maybe get some playing time and those type of things Mm -hmm. you know it's not fun then but when you look back it's like oh you miss that feeling and you miss that Mm -hmm. that those uh those grinding times right yes so those you look back and it's like man you'd love to do it again and yeah it turns into fun afterwards right (laughs) yes yes and i think a lot of athletes can relate to that because (laughs) once sports is kind of taken away i mean you still stay active you're still playing you know in men's leagues and stuff but then it's not the same as like when you're playing for uh right Mm -hmm. it's a little different so let's let's talk about you know as you progress with football why don't we stay on football so eventually you know you got your turn right you started Mm -hmm. earning some playing time and everything how was that for you and you know what were they come full circle what were some of the the good times and even struggles with earning more playing time in football just the good times is just being in the huddle and being out there on the field and, uh-huh. you know, and actually, um, and everybody on the team goes to the game. Uh-huh. I mean, it's in the game. You know what I mean? It's a part of the game, whether they're in or not. Uh-huh. We need everybody, you know. We need guys on the sideline communicating and uh, keeping us up and things like that. So everybody's a part of the game, but it's like when you're actually in the huddle, you're breaking the huddle. Uh-huh. You're out there, and the team's really relying on you to be making plays or make the play when it comes your way, and just just in that atmosphere of going on the road and you know battling against the other team and the fans and you know the atmospheres, um, those were special moments. And mm-hmm. and when you're in it, and it's like you know just you don't think about it then, but when you're done, you think back like, wow, you really had those dreams as a kid and you actually got to experience it yeah. and then when you think about it later and like now it's like it's, it's a it's a warming warming feeling mm-hmm. right yeah do you have one game that really sticks out to you as being really memorable any game in your college career for football i think u-dub u-dub yeah i think u-dub do you guys play at u-dub yeah at u-dub yeah yeah and it's just because then it's like it's one of the bigger stages, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's um growing up you you uh and just I used to play video games, even the NCAA <laughs> games on PlayStation. So uh-huh. it's like you just you know, you when you play with UH you pick all these types of uh-huh. you know, tough team you put all the tough teams on your schedule so you can feel like you're beating them on the road, right? Yeah. And then so just experiencing those big time stadiums, mm-hmm. it's like and then go looking back at your childhood and playing those games mm-hmm. and make believing like you're in those stadiums and actually experiencing it later is yeah. I look back and that's good memories. Do you remember any specific things about the game or any plays or any anything that's fans or yeah, anything? Yeah, it was just a crazy game, you know, yeah. and um, 
I had a pretty good game, and I scored my first college touchdown in okay. that game. So nice. Yeah. So that's how, was, what I was how was the fans? The fans are great, you know. I mean, the field is not. I mean, it was a packed stadium, uh-huh. you know. But we had a lot of Hawaii fans there too. Yeah. So I mean, just yeah, the fans weren't too crazy, but yeah, yeah, those are some good memories that I know it'll last, you know, your lifetime, right? So now let's talk about. Okay, so you started, you know, getting more playing time with football, right? Mm-hmm. But how did this actually? present itself where you could now play basketball what was that conversation like and honestly for me so I was a student at the time that you were going mm-hmm. through college and I you know there's so many of you that I didn't even realize that you were you had an offer or that you were recruited to play basketball at UH mm-hmm. so when I saw that you're going to play basketball I was like oh how come you didn't play basketball you know the first three years <laughs> yeah. so I guess it's kind of interesting that we sit down now and you share this story but how did that actually present itself where now you had the opportunity to try to play basketball too? Yeah, I got, fortunately, I got lu- really lucky, you know, um, a lot of things had to kind of align. Mm-hmm. But um, Coach Gabe Arnold was actually uh, was actually his first season there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's actually a Punahou graduate. So mm-hmm. he had a lot of Punahou ties uh-huh. or a lot of friends from Punahou and, or a lot of local ties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Being, just being a, just graduating in Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, someone, one of my mentors growing up was my dad's head coach at Marino, Coach Tony Salido, who okay. coached at HBU, and okay. he does the broadcast for UH too. So, um, he coached Gib back in high school too. Got so it. So he had a Gib connect. Okay. And um, and just a lot of the local local probably Robert Kikaula was another okay. big you know, and he was a sportscaster, right? Mm-hmm. So he dealt with Gib and. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, the basketball team was, they were having some issues and a couple of their guards uh, ended up leaving the team early, you know, right at the start of the season. So they're kind of down players. They had some injuries. I don't think they could even go five on five in practice. They had like nine or 10 maybe. So they really needed some help. And, you know, with all the other local guys around in his ear, letting him know like, hey, you got maybe a point guard on campus on the football team, you know, (laughs) and just from that point on, you know, I wasn't being used in football yet. I was still a backup. Mm-hmm. And Coach Mack, you know, he, he let me, he gave the approval and they were able to borrow me. And I ended up, you know, making some, uh, making a little impact for the okay. team and got an opportunity. Did you have any idea that would turn into what it, what it turned Not into? Not at all. So you were, you know, you were I thinking. I had no clue. Yeah. I didn't even know if I could still shoot, make a layup, you know. I just was like, okay, yeah. You know, yeah. I sat down with Gibb in his office, and um, I was at practice, and I started doing double days. You know, I'd practice football in the morning, and then I'd practice basketball in the afternoon, uh-huh. you know. And my body was taking a beating, but I was like, hey, I'm not playing here, but uh-huh. I want to show these guys I want to be committed mm-hmm. to them as well. Mm-hmm. So I was doing double days for a while. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah with the overlap. And, I mean, double days, you know, like, you're a collegiate athlete, so it's not like just going to play at the park. You know, yeah. it's like all in into practice, yeah. right? So, no, when you so it's kind of started as a situation where you were just going to help them out with practice and see like how it goes. But after you got in there, you know, probably got your touchback, started playing more mm. basketball. Where, where was your mind at? Because now this is really your passion, right? Basketball yeah. is your primary sport. So, where was your head at? Yeah, you know, I just was trying to. I actually tried to just bring a spark and just try to do what I needed to do to help the team. So I kind of had to flip my whole game around, you know, Mm because growing up I was always scoring and doing what I had to do to try to win, Mm -hmm. you know, in the sense of that phase. But for college, it was like I was going to play defense. Mm -hmm. I was going to, you know, make the right pass. Mm -hmm. I was just do all the little things. And then, you know, when I went out there, our team was so – I thought our team was great, you know. Mm -hmm. It was like – I was looking at every single piece on on the court, a center, a power forward, a guy that can sh- a sharpshooter, you know, a defender. So it's like, for me, it was just like, hey, just go out there, play hard, and get these guys the ball, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was my job. And eventually, that's all they really was missing. Uh-huh. Well, I wouldn't say missing, but really needed at that point. You know, we had a, our point guard, Hiram, get injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the opportunity just was perfect for me and – Yes. And football kind of, you know, it made me bring a different type of toughness to, mm-hmm. to, basketball. to basketball and to the team, you know. Yeah. 
So now thinking about like, okay, how you said, you know, it's kind of a different situation, I guess, because in football, you know, relatively speaking, you didn't have a lot of experience, right? In heading into division one football. Mm-hmm. So you're still learning along the way. For basketball, you took, I mean, I'm sure you're playing around and shooting around on the sides, but you weren't playing competitive basketball for years, right? Yeah, years. But you had all the experience from your childhood. Mm-hmm. So was that basketball transition, was it better than you thought, even though you had those years off? Or was it kind of something that you had to, was a challenge? Yeah, it was it was better than better than I thought, mm-hmm. you know, because football and training with football for three years to be a divisional football player, we're doing a lot of explosive training, mm-hmm. pounding the weights, you know, that really helped me, your speed, that receiver, your uh-huh. your your ladder drills and, mm-hmm. and all those type of things. Right. Footwork, footwork, footwork. Mm-hmm. Right. That helped me on the basketball court a lot. And then with my basketball experience. Yeah. You know, which I was luckily to get put through, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. growing up and always um, my dad and my mom dedicating me to leagues and always playing men's leagues, you know, weekly and just always playing. And it took both, you know, to create what I did in college, I think. Yeah. Now, it would have been nice if I could get shots up, you know, for the whole summer or the whole, mm-hmm. you know, off season. Because yeah. I could imagine if I was, you know, knocking them down more than I was back mm-hmm. then, you know. Yeah. But yeah, definitely football helped helped the transition. Now thinking back, is there I mean, explain in your words how challenging it was. Because for people that don't know, you're going from okay, pretty much football training, right? Maybe mm-hmm. from like end of July till if you, you know, have a bowl game <laughs> then you're going to like Christmas. Basketball usually starts what? I wanna say beginning of November? When when do they start actually? doing some organized stuff oh yeah definitely around then you like know. around november so there is an overlap mm-hmm. november till what march well march madness if you guys make it yeah right, postseason and then in march that's when you have spring football yeah, <laughs> yeah so right like, to spring your body is just constantly you know in shape yeah. do you think was there anything that really helped you to stay in shape or was it just like bouncing around from sport to sport or what was it like for your body yeah it was um it's just bouncing around sport to sport, you know, and I can't imagine if I did it from freshman to senior. There good. There definitely been would have been need uh, some tweaking in there of you know like hey you're doing this we need to you got to rest a certain period right, mm-hmm. but for those last couple of seasons it was just straight to the next and then I think I really felt it after I was finished or going into that last football season you know. Then you kind of feel the breakdown in the body or like the little little injuries, you know. Yeah. And um, so that's and you don't realize it then. You're not, you know, you're just a college, you're you're a student athlete. You don't know nothing about the body. Yeah, you don't know nothing care. about what you just think, yeah. right? You just like growing up, you just go, you run, you go, yeah. but you don't even stretch. You yeah. can do it, right? Yeah. So I think when you get older, then you gotta start really thinking about those things and i know things now that i wish i knew back then right yeah but when i was doing during those times it was just one to the next one to the next yes yeah let's touch on this a little bit so growing up even from you know intermediate school time did you have any significant injuries or were you fortunate and pretty healthy throughout your whole athletic career uh yeah i was pretty pretty lucky no real bad injuries i think i had a hairline fracture in my knee Okay. When I was a like a um, maybe sixth grade. Okay. Other than that, nothing really major. Got it. Yeah. And even at UH, you were relatively healthy, right? Yeah. The time. Pretty healthy. Just yeah. little little stuff like little hammy or mm-hmm. shoulder sprains. Yes. Typical. I do remember the shoulder sprain. Yeah. yeah. Every yeah. week I was on, you know, getting this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Checked on. <laughs> so I mean, but that's I think for you, everyone has you know a different path i guess your story but for you i just think just being so active so in condition mm-hmm. you know training constantly for something that really helped to keep you healthy right because yeah. you have the strength and conditioning to actually play you know basketball play a whole football game and all of this so that's very good that you know of course we all look back and think that we wish we knew all these other <laughs> things about recovery or, yeah. you know training smarter and all of that but i think for you it really worked out because it translated onto what you really wanted to do on the field and the court mm-hmm. now for basketball walk us through you know as you started playing more basketball 
walk us through like the experience because this is kind of your dream right to play yeah. for uh in front of the crowd and it finally came to you know it was a reality now what was it like playing in front of family friends in the stand sheriff all of that what was that like for you oh man it was amazing you know uh, like you said it was just child child dream of mine mm-hmm. going to the uh clinics uh-huh. uh since ac carter alika smith mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. and then to finally actually be out there and it's just just running out of the tunnel you know when you warm up and uh getting your name called coming out for the for the lineup it's just uh yeah it's good 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 feelings mm-hmm. you know i remember and I can honestly say when I saw you play basketball at UH for the first time because I didn't really know I, I just knew you as primarily like football playing mm-hmm. slot right and when I saw you I was like where were you all three years like, <laughs> before this like I was like what you know it kind of makes a lot more sense now but I was thinking why didn't you play basketball from the beginning you know your mm-hmm. freshman year but I can honestly say you definitely brought a lot of excitement. You definitely sparked the team. I mean, UH basketball had a lot of life when you were on the court, so it was exciting to watch. And I think everyone in the Hawaii community, right, even people that don't know you, when you see a local player doing well at UH, it makes you that much more, like, supportive and, you know, excited for them too. So it's definitely a mutual feeling, I think. It's good for the athlete, but for the community too, it's always good to root for one of the Hawaii local boys uh, playing basketball and everything. So along those lines, since we talked about football a little bit, was there any memory that stood out for you with basketball? Any game, anything that you've experienced through those? You played two seasons, right, of basketball. Yeah, yeah. Anything that stands out to you? I mean, every every game and every you know every win and mm-hmm. you know that that first season was we had a great team, but something was going, something was wrong. Just the chemistry wasn't right to begin. Mm-hmm. I think we lost um, when I got onto the team. They lost their first four whack games, and we we're already on the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, and the last two teams, I don't think, make the tournament. So it was not good. The chemistry and the team camaraderie was real down. And But just being a part of, with with my teammates and coaches, of turning that thing around and becoming one of the top teams, you know, by the end of the season in our conference um, was awesome. That that right there was, was a great, great experience. And, for me during that season you did a lot of great things and i think your career speaks for itself Mm -hmm. so now let's transition into you're really paying it forward i think and i constantly see you know coaching things you're doing all these kind of things for the younger kids and we're talking a little bit about it before we recorded but what do you enjoy about that process like coaching whether it's football basketball what kinds of messages do you share to these kids and what is that like for you Oh, coaching has been great. You know, it's been um, it's a great learning experience for me, and um, to just be a part of the game and in a different way, mm-hmm. but still be around is um, is great. Working with kids is uh, even better, you know, and just trying to give back. And because I grew up, you know, I didn't have to pay a coach to teach me. I didn't have to pay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, the coaches dedicate themselves, they volunteered mm-hmm. to help the youth. And that's kind of where I'm at now. It's like, and that's my turn to try to give back to the kids. And it's been a learning experience. And I feel like I'm only now, and I've been doing it for five, six, seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I feel like I'm only now hitting my groove and hitting my, you know, because it's, diff- it's a different world. You can't just go do it, right? You got to be able to talk it. You got to be uh-huh. able to find every kid is different so you can't give the same message you got to try to find a way to relate the message to them and so that took me time mm-hmm. you know over these years and but that's what it's about it's about giving back to the kids and trying to help the next generation get to where I was able to you know for someone like me to get make it to where I made it mm-hmm. or even farther right yep. and just for them wherever they can make it even if it's high school or you know even starting in high school or making a team in high school is however I can help any kid that's yep. kind of like what I love about coaching definitely and like you said it teaches you a lot you know to actually coach anything it doesn't matter if it's a sport or coaching something else mm-hmm. because the more that you can teach it to someone it really helps you to understand what you're actually trying to teach more right mm-hmm. now what kinds of um 
ages do you like to coach or are you coaching i should say um with football and basketball and you mentioned that you're coaching right now you know in the summer league and everything so mm-hmm. how's how's all of that what kinds of ages are we are you talking about so i was doing a lot of the i've been at puno for a while mm-hmm. uh, did the varsities the varsity levels over there mm-hmm. um i most recently did some work at palama sediment where i was helping the run, run of sports programs mm-hmm. with one of my good friends pe mens who, mm-hmm. who works down there as well so he was with me at uh yes. too yes. um so i was doing that level was like 14 u and some youth levels so i kind of was in little in the older stages you know Mm -hmm. which is i feel like you know and i I would love to work at all ages but i feel like i i would benefit more the older kids Mm -hmm. just you know with the little experience Mm -hmm. you know little kids with more experience that can maybe help them learn things Mm -hmm. uh, that maybe some that i learned in college or something Mm -hmm. you know yeah. It's hard to teach the like a seven year old the college thing or some <laughs> you know mental things mm-hmm. that you would learn in college. But when you, it's easier because the high school kids are almost right there, you know, mm-hmm. so they can kind of pick it up maybe. And so I like working with little older kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely that's a great message because you know someone that has been there has experienced some of this. You can give them whatever it is more of the technical knowledge, more of the mm-hmm. mental side of the game. You know. Um, even small things like how to take care of your body or yeah. whatever it is, you know, to help them to perform their best again. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. And I really relate to that because that's what I like to do too, you know, try to get all these resources that maybe they're not exposed to until they find someone that has that experience, right? Mm-hmm. Now, along those lines, thinking about all the kids, right? What are some of the big things that you think we need more of in Hawaii? We have a lot of athletes. I think you would agree. Like mm-hmm. we have a lot of naturally gifted athletes. I think you fall into that category too. You know, you're very naturally gifted, very athletic. And when you start to back that up with some of the proper training, some of the proper mm-hmm. information, you know, sky's the limit at that point. Oh, so yeah. what is it you think from your coaching experience over the past, you know, five to seven years that you think Hawaii needs more of? Either with coaching, with parents with the athletes in general mm. what are some of the things that you try to pass on to them i think just the resources you know because like you said we have a lot of talent out here we got a lot of toughness mm-hmm. we got a lot of size mm-hmm. you know it's just i think the resources mm-hmm. and you know these kids being able to benefit and use these resources mm-hmm. places to train yeah. not many available you know yeah or facilities Mm -hmm. sports facilities Mm -hmm. um gyms Mm -hmm. accessible gyms uh accessible fields Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. where you can where it's actually well a lot of taking places but you don't want to be in a field where there's a lot of potholes (laughs) or you know it's just like things like that and i think a lot of kids they don't have that but they got the will to want to play mm-hmm. the will to want to be good mm-hmm. they want to listen they want to learn yeah. you know and then you got the you know hawaii is not an easy place to live as far as you know we all struggling families are struggling out here so you yeah. we got the grit mm-hmm. and things like that right mm-hmm. so we got all the things all the tools we need we just you know once we implement like you said, the new trainings or mm-hmm. being able to commit to being consistent with your trainings. Mm-hmm. You know, look at where all these kids are going nowadays, right? So I think that's what we need is more resources yeah. for these kids. You go to the mainland, there's warehouses exactly. for these kids to go. You know, it's a nice, safe environment. Mm-hmm. It's indoors. Mm-hmm. You know, you got whatever, rims, turfs, yeah. weight rooms. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's a place. It's like, you know, to go and get better and then you hang around hang around kids mm-hmm. that make you better you guys yeah. train together there's competition and it's safe right mm-hmm. so i think resources is big definitely yeah like you said I, I think you hit everything right spot on is that you know it is difficult in hawaii but at yeah. the same time that makes us figure out you know we have other qualities that mm-hmm. you know contribute to athletics and performance too but definitely getting resources you know i like what you're doing spreading more information out there you know teaching kids because some of the things that i mean we both know right some of the things that we teach kids 
I mean, you don't really need much for that.、Mm-hmm. You know, it would be nice to have a big facility and all、yeah. this, but I mean, I'm sure you're working on things with the kids, like they're shot, you know,、mm-hmm. running routes and stuff like that. It's like, okay, you just got to buy into this and,、yeah. you know, just do it day after day. And I mean, it's kind of, you know, even like this, we're in my garage, right? But、mm-hmm. this is like a small training facility. It's not a big, glamorous space, but、yeah. still, you can get a lot done. But I do agree with you too that, you know, one day, Maybe in the near future, if Hawaii created like a mega complex of, you know, a place for all these younger athletes, college athletes, pro、mm-hmm. athletes to train, that's definitely something that I would agree Hawaii is missing. You yeah. Know? Now, on those lines, seeing all of these different athletes come through and, you know, for five to seven years, you've probably seen some of these guys go on to college, graduate college,、mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. And see them do great things. What do you think is some of the strengths that Hawaii has? You know, like, I think we've all seen, you know, even like what Marcus, Tua, all these quarterbacks, Dylan Gabriel, you know, we've seen that Hawaii can compete in any position, any sport. You know, we have all these other sports too that more Hawaii athletes are making their name、um, in those sports. So, what do you think some of the strengths are for Hawaii athletes、um, that you've seen through coaching? For Hawaii athletes, you know, it's just. I think it's, it's the toughness.、Mm-hmm. You know,、mm-hmm. it's the toughness. And then when、um, you mix that with some speed,、yep. you know, and, and like, like we talked about the training,、mm-hmm. you know, when we were in high school, we weren't introduced to a lot of the explosive、yep. training, cleans and speed work, right?、Mm-hmm. But now when you kick that in and where Hawaii's at now, and look what these athletes are. You know, because that's what we were always behind, I felt like, is the speed, right? You would have to go to college, and we, that's why we didn't see a lot of skills coming out probably、uh-huh. back then.、Mm-hmm. It's because we were behind in the, I feel like, the training、mm-hmm. with the speed work. So, and now where these Hawaii athletes are, you know, we're incorporating that and we're doing it now.、Mm-hmm. It's like we're putting us on a speed level,、yes. you know, where we're a little ahead and it's, and, it's, and it's helping kids go places and play right away, right?、Uh-huh. And then, when you mix that with the toughness, like we talked about, and just, you know, and with that, and I think that really puts us, you know, ahead of the game、yes. in some areas, right?、Mm-hmm. So, I think Hawaii kids are tough when it comes to football, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Hawaii kids, they come, or that's the. You know, that's instilled. And that's in what them, Hawaii football was known for, too,、yes. right? Back in, back in when June Jones, they were always hitting guys, right? Guys、yeah. used to love the kickoff team. Yeah. You yeah. know, when we used to kick off, they used to be run down, smack guys, <laughs> jump over piles, right? Just,、yeah. just crazy in a、yeah. sense, right? Yeah. So I think, yeah, Hawaii kids are tough, man.、Yeah. And, um, and humble. You know,、mm-hmm. we're hum- a lot of humble athletes, and it helps, you know, that mental game. Just.、Yes. You know, it helps and keeping it cool, calm, you know,、yeah. and, and humble and get respected. You know,、yeah. you become, a, you have those good leadership traits. And the, the guys you talked about, Manti,、mm-hmm. uh, Mariota's out there, right? And Tua, and、yeah. a lot more others, like the Forest, all yes, nice, yes. humbling guys, you、yeah. know.、Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the Hawaii athletes, you know, so with that trait, they listen, they want to learn.、Uh-huh. They're respectable and they go out there and they do their job, you know?、Uh-huh. So I think that's some of the traits we carry out in Hawaii. That's definitely really true. And, you know, think about all the kids that you've coached, right? All of those qualities that you've said. And I've noticed this too is that the guys that really are invested in getting better or, you know, they aspire to play at the next level, they're really coachable. Like they're going to listen, right?、Mm-hmm. So that kind of. It goes back with what you're saying. Like, if we give them the right resources, give them the right training, right? Do you find that too with your athletes that you work with? Like, a lot of these athletes, just because of the culture in Hawaii, their upbringing, they're really coachable and they're like soaking up everything that you're trying to teach them. Yeah, definitely.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been lucky to have, you know, a lot of great student athletes、mm-hmm. that I coached and, you know, never gave me a hard time, always listened and always wanted to learn. And,、mm-hmm. As a coach, you know, that, that's what gets you, you know,、um, that's what gets you st- stuck coaching that season after season is the kids, you know. It's like、yeah. you feel the want and you feel the, you know, the want to get better.、Uh-huh. And it makes you as a coach want to be there the next day and be there the next day and the next day after that. And you're thinking of things that you could do, maybe、mm-hmm. put in or implement, you know, to help each kid get better. Yeah. So. so, in your future, is coaching that you. 
want to do and stay around sports, you know, for as long as you can? What what's kind of your your plans with coaching? Um, it all depends, you know. <laughs> like I love coaching, and I'm 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 able to coach right now, mm-hmm. you know. But it could change. You never know, mm-hmm. you know, what could uh, happen in life, job wise mm-hmm. or family wise, right? Yes. So. But I want to coach as long as I can and as long as the kids, you know, want to take my knowledge, you know. Uh For any of, you know, future student athletes out there, or even people that maybe they're going on their journey, right? They're trying to get recruited in college. Maybe they're in college playing sports. What's, What's some of your messages that you pass on to your players that you think can help other people too? I know I've told a couple kids, you know, like, besides, you know, having a you know, do your things that you need to do, like stay in school, do your schoolwork, right? Keep up your grades, uh, don't do anything dumb. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of the things that I learned is just you're having a clear mind and it's the mind, body, soul, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Having a good head, mm-hmm. um, taking care of your body mm-hmm. and just being being there mentally, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you can have those three three things aligned, I feel like I feel like things, yeah, mind, body, soul. Yeah, I mean, that's a great message, too. And I like how you touched on, like, you know, take care of the things that you need to in order to play sports. Because even like academics, right? I mean, is there stuff that you share about that, too? Because, you know, sometimes you get so focused on sports that, you know, they might push academics on the side, right? Mm -hmm. But really, you should always focus in academics because, I mean, that teaches you a lot of life Mm -hmm. lessons. Kind of, if a lot of athletes could take their work ethic and preparation for sports and apply that to the classroom, you can do even more great things, right? Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you've helped some of the athletes that, you know, maybe they're struggling a little bit more in the classroom? What's kind of some of the advice that you can pass on to athletes to really, you know, stay on top of the classroom, schoolwork, and make sure you take care of that business too? Yeah, just schoolwork is always important because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's what you're going to do later in life you know sports always comes to an end so you always got to have that you know if if the your dreams the nba and nfl you always got to have the backup plan mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and you never know what could happen i think school is that's what you're prepping for you know mm-hmm. you're prepping for something you want to do later you know mm-hmm. so it's like figure out what you want to do what your major might want to be uh-huh. or you know or even just you know, school is kind of like work, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yes. dedicate yourself to it, get used to it, get a feel for it, mm-hmm. um, take care, stay committed. Mm-hmm. You know, can you finish, no. you know? Yeah, just prepping for the next stages. Yes. That's my follow-up question to you. At UH, you know, how was the academic side? What was your major? I don't even know what your major is, but yeah. what was that um, experience like for you, you know, being a college student athlete? It was a. Uh, it was good. It was uh-huh. my major was. I ended up doing sociology because okay. it was one of the things that kind of fit. You know, it, helped, it fit the schedule. As, yes. You know, football Playing is a little different. Yeah. yeah. So I like some. I wanted to try business. I don't know if I'd have been able to do it, but uh-huh. when I was a freshman, that's the one I really wanted to pick. Okay. But it was just it didn't align with classes mm-hmm. and um, football. Mm-hmm. You know, in the mm-hmm. afternoon and when we had meetings and mm-hmm. film and stuff. So I ended up doing sociology, but yeah, and then sociology was it was nice. You know, we got a lot of help. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of our uh, my teammates all took sociology too. So you know, we all worked together. Mm-hmm. We all has had t- t- tutor groups and stuff yep. like that. So schoolwork wasn't too uh, too taxing, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was still tough to balance, you know, two yes. sports and the school. Yes. You know, always being gone, mm-hmm. missing a lot of my uh, tutor sessions, you know, mm-hmm. that I would have mm-hmm. in the off-seasons of football, but being gone for basketball, you know, so, or just try to make it work or keep up. Yeah. So it was tough, but, you know, I was able to get through. Yeah. 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 I know I mean, a lot of thank yous to uh-huh. tutors that had to, you know, help, yeah. help more and probably off hours, you know. Mm-hmm. That says a lot is like, you know, you have to juggle and time manage all of this stuff, the demands of sports, practices, training, and schoolwork. And, you know, you still find a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that's a great message is, you know, just 
try to make sure that you're taking care of everything that you need to take care yeah. of so that you can actually play your sport right that you love yeah and it's t- and you know it's it's tough and it sucks mm-hmm. but you know you just battle through mm-hmm. doing your schoolwork mm-hmm. battle through you know not being able to maybe do something with your friends to finish that assignment uh-huh. and then but little do you know is you're training yourself right mm-hmm. you're training yourself to you know push through finish something uh-huh. you know take care of your your business take care of your priorities Mm -hmm. and then you know so you're aligning just like being able to schedule things and without even knowing it right or when things get tough instead of ah, and then you know you Mm -hmm. take care of it you push through and Mm -hmm. all those little traits you're sharpening without knowing it you know when you get older you're like you look back like ooh, you know yeah and then yeah so it's just like i use that today it's just like when should i take care of things Mm -hmm. now Mm-hmm. and create a open gap or should I take some time mm-hmm. now and have less gap there you know yeah. and it's just like and when you take care of it mm-hmm. and then you have that gap it's like life's even more wonderful right so yes. it's like it's just you know you're learning all types of mm-hmm. traits yes positive traits you positive know? traits yeah definitely a lot of things through school that we can take away and just apply it. I mean even for myself too a lot of the things that I've learned you know applying it yeah. even things like this making you know podcasts or whatever it is you know to apply some of the things that you've learned to help you do more and help others more too right yeah so now the last thing that we'll kind of touch on is that I know you're still playing basketball I still see your posts every once in a while on Instagram <laughs> and all of that. And I think just recently I saw you, I don't know what league it was, but then I think you you sent your team into overtime by shooting oh, like a yeah, three yeah. from like half court. So let's talk about that a little bit. How much are you playing basketball, you know, yourself yeah. as an athlete? And what's that like for you, I guess? You know, not being a competitive yeah. athlete, but how much is sports a part of your life still yet? Uh, it's a little, you know, yeah. I haven't been playing much because of the whole covid yes. you know but this was the first league that uh came back out okay because we it got allowed with the tier shifts you uh-huh. know so it was an outdoor men's league um yeah just at Kamaki park so a <laughs> little smaller court right yeah, <laughs> it's not it's court, not regulation yeah. size so it's easier to run up and down but it's just good to get a sweat you yeah. know and that's the main thing but you know when the game gets tight and uh or close yeah. score you know you find yourself which I try not to do anymore, but you find yourself trying to run harder, you know? The competitive part. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, you need to take it easy because you haven't <laughs> ran in like a year, you know? But yeah. it's still good fun to get out there and yeah. still try new things, you know? Yeah. And now you could try whatever you want without getting yelled at or benched, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's good fun. And playing with guys that, you know, you grew up playing with, you know, and y'all, yeah. so it's like a community. Yeah. You know, and it's like good fun, though. Yeah. I think that's the good thing, you know, just make it all in good fun and, you know, do things to stay active. Yeah. Because it's always good to stay active. Yeah, and that's my main thing is just Mm -hmm. get a good sweat, stay active Mm because... I haven't jumped on the treadmill yet, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that kind of running is miserable, so I, <laughs> yeah. as long as I can run up and down, dribble a ball, I'm going to try to do it as long as I can, you know. Yes. Do you ever uh, run routes with your, with your athletes no. or show them how it's done or anything? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I haven't put on the cleats in a while. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't think my feet can handle that. <laughs> no, no. But, yeah. yeah. But overall, I mean, is there any last message or anything that you want to share with the Hawaii community or any of the athletes that might listen to this that will really help them in their future? Yeah, no, just for for the, for the young athletes, just keep putting in the work and mm-hmm. um, keep trying to soak in as much knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. from everyone, you know, yeah. you know, try to listen to, you know, the older the older guys that came before, done that or have experience and you know, you don't need to soak in, soak up all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, take what you can to use for yeah. yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, you, you, sometimes, you know, you always come across some coaches that always, you know what I mean, grilling everything, but, and it can kind of get tough to listen to, but still listen because mm-hmm. there might be something in there, right? Yeah. But, yeah, soak up all the knowledge, put in the work, mm-hmm. and, yeah. I think that's a great message because, yeah you got to find out what's going to work for you right and the more that you listen out there the more you'll be exposed and actually try these different things and i think that experience is really what's your best teacher because if you never experience anything you know like we can talk about 
basketball or football all day long but if you never ever experienced it then you know how much can you actually apply it to your game or your whatever you're doing right Mm -hmm. so i mean that's a great message to just listen there's a lot of people in hawaii i mean i'm finding too fortunately i know a lot of you guys right now but even as i talk to other people too um there's a lot of people in Hawaii that have a lot to offer and pay it forward to the mm-hmm. younger generation. So take advantage of that, you know, listen to these people, ask them questions and, you know, find the people that are going to be on your side and support you to get to whatever your goals are. The yep. next level, play more football, basketball and all of that. Yeah, definitely. But overall, I mean, great to catch up and great to hear your story. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's so it's so interesting to hear, you know, all the experiences through UH and, you know, even now what you're doing, coaching and playing men's leagues and all of that. But yeah, any other last words? Uh, no, but to all the uh, Hawaii athletes, don't be afraid to stay home, you know, and play yeah. for the home team, <laughs> yeah. you know. So we got a lot of talent out here. Uh-huh. Um, and there's nothing like playing, playing at home yeah. in front of your fans. Uh, the home fans and your family right and uh, help putting your own home stay on the map so yeah definitely would like to see a lot more local kids representing our representing representing our home team yep yes and then they have some well you know football is going to be the Ching Field is going to be there oh, yeah. for a little while, and then that's awesome. I just seen a, that today. Yeah, hopefully they get into a new Aloha Stadium or yeah. whatever the stadium's called in the near future. So there's a lot of exciting things I think for the you know younger oh, athletes. Yeah. So definitely that's a great message. You know, consider it, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, see what the best fit is for you and your journey. You yeah. Know? But overall, thanks so much again for joining yeah, us. No, thanks for having me. And, you know, we look forward to all the great things that you do, seeing you on the sidelines, you know, tearing it up on men's league courts <laughs> and everything. But, yeah, keep up all of the great work that you're doing. And thank you again for coming on. Right on. Thank you.